Prairie Podcast with Emmanuel Maya and Maurice Alberto. Uh, we want to quickly apologize to you guys because last week there was still echo. We're still figuring out the audio for this in this new space. Uh, but thank you for listening either way. We greatly appreciate you guys. Yes, thank you very much. All right, awesome. All right, we got that out of the way, right? Yes. <laughs> so, I um, mean, it's, uh, it's weird. We're like in the middle of August and it feels like August just started. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a really and weird time. Yeah, it's a really, really weird time. Especially because I haven't done anything, you know? Like, I feel like I would have wanted to either go camping or do something. or, And it's just, I'm like, it's not that I don't, like, I don't have the time. It's just I'm still fully working. Yeah. You know? And I can't ask for vacation right now. Because did you mention last week that your, that your hours were getting cut? Well, here's the weird thing. Because right? you did mention that last week. I yeah, I did, I did mention that my, my hours did get cut. And I was excited about it. I was excited because technically I was only supposed to work six hours a day. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, you know, and I was going to get off at 2.30. So I was like, ooh, because I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I was I was already thinking, like, things I wanted to do yeah. and work on. Yeah. But then, you know, the CEO on Monday, he, like, I, I like, say bye to him. Yeah. And I was like, I'm leaving, you know, and I was like, new schedule. And he's like, yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> and then on Tuesday when I come in, um, they tell me, like, um, the COO, like, calls me and he's like, hey, Manny, you know, the CEO wants you reinstated full time. Um, he needs you working. And I was like, thank you, sir. Because only a, a few employees got reinstated back full time. Yeah. So um, I'm one of those employees that got reinstated full time. And I was like, all right, thank you. You know, that's a great thing. Yeah, for um, sure. It's, it's a blessing, you know, so. I mean, I'd rather work full-time. But at the same time, I just feel like I haven't done anything this summer. Yeah, and no, I mean, who's, who has done anything this summer? I mean, there's some people. No, no, there's wrong. some people. I mean, I, some of my friends are out in Arizona, dude, like, you know, look uh, down in Sedona. I have other ones that are, you know, looking at the Grand Canyon and stuff. And I'm like, man, I wish I could be doing that road trip right now. Right, uh, yeah, just, being out somewhere just and about. Something. Yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah, because there, there's some of them are still doing. I mean, because other states have different views, you know, when it yeah. comes to this whole COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, compared to us, like here in California, it's very strict. I was actually listening to um, Below the Belt podcast, which is um, Brendan Schaub's podcast. He yeah. was talking about how he has shows coming up in Utah and all that. So um, when you hear well, that, it's like Burt, Burt, Salt Lake City. Uh, I forget his last, his la- well, I can't pronounce his last name properly. Kreischer, I think it is. Um, he's been doing like basically drive-in stand-up comedy. So instead of like, you know, when you go to a drive-in theater, instead of having that, it's a drive-in comedy thing. Yeah. And he's been doing that where he's, he's selling out shows that way where he's having people basically have like a tailgate before his show. Wow. Like tailgate, you know, and then they hear him Social do stand-up distance comedy. tailgate. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. That's hilarious. So it's a trip, dude. I mean, that's how he's he's making money during this time in comedy. You, you gotta, but find he, he's that character for that though. I think it's funny because I feel like um, at some point the UFC set that president of you gotta find somewhere to do continue the show. Yeah, you gotta find a way to do your thing. For the UFC, Definitely. at first it was here in California. Then Newsom was told Disney, you gotta stop this. They stopped it, and then they moved to Florida. They're in Jacksonville. Then they went to there in the Apex in Vegas, which they that's where where the fight's gonna be this weekend, the heavyweight championship. And then they were at Abu Dhabi Fight Island. 
So, yeah. you know, and I feel like we also saw Dave Chappelle try that with 846, you know. he. Oh, no, he's he's doing that. He's currently. doing that, you know what I mean? No, no, he hasn't stopped. That The thing about 846, right, the, the whole YouTube video, is that that's what was posted. Yeah. But he's still currently doing shows. Yeah. He's like, still currently doing shows in he, that venue. He, he's flying in his friends, dude. Chris Rock has gone there. You know how you told me about Rob Schneider's new special on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. So that was in Salt Lake City. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was watching it. I got a haircut today at, at Enzo's shop. Shout out to New Life Barber Lounge. And um, we were, I told him where he was flipping through Netflix, and I was like, put that on. You told me, uh, yeah. Manny told me to watch it. Let's put it on. And it was pretty funny. But I only got like maybe 30 minutes into that, but it was hilarious. <laughs> Have you a watched lot of it? This, a lot of this stuff that he's saying, I'm sure a lot of people would be so thrown off. Bro, though, like when but, he started talking about his mom, he's like, half of my childhood it was my mom yelling at me. Me and my brother would just start dying, bro, because <laughs> I just had one of those type of moms yeah, that she yeah. was just a hardcore mom. Like, she loved us and everything, don't get me yeah. wrong, but she was more that tough love yeah. rather than the, that, like... I, I love how you know, the title Oh, you're special, it. you're this and that. Like, I never got any of that, bro. Yeah, the title to it is Asian Moms, Mexican Kids or something like that. And I was laughing at it because I'm like, what is this supposed to mean? You know, because yeah. it's such a... It, it, the title just throws you off. And then the thing I didn't know about Rob Schneider was the fact that he's half Filipino. Yeah, I his figured mom is that Asian. Out. Said, yeah, he said that. In the, in the I, like he says it in the special. Yeah, but it's like I didn't know that, and I was like, "What?" Because I've seen him in like you know American Gigolo and all these other movies, you know, the growing animal. up, and he's always been hilarious in those films. You can do it, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. So then it's like when he said that he was half Filipino, I was like, "Wait, what?" From where, dude? You don't even look part Asian. <laughs> nah, but it, I, I, I kind of could kind of see it, but it's like, you're just one of those people that looks Asian, but not Asian. But it was funny. He was there in the special. He's like, what is that? There's something there. What I can see it. You know, he, I can't really prepare for it. But he yeah. says that you guys got to watch that special. It's pretty funny. Dude, and then when he gets the accent, the Asian accent, he gets it totally correct. It almost sounded like Hispanic, though. No, 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 no. His Asian accent. He does a Hispanic accent when he's talking about his wife. Yeah. Because his wife is actually Hispanic. It, you, it, um, if you finish the, if you finish the special, she I comes out at the it. end. So oh, really? you'll see her at the end. I like how he introduces himself, by the way. You're right. He introduces himself. He doesn't have someone say it for him. He does it himself. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, you do see her, and that's why he's making a Hispanic accent. Yeah. But when he does the Asian accent and even speaks man- Mandarin, I was like, whoa. It just tripped me out. Yeah, I, can, I know what you mean. Like, I mean, he was that's his culture. That's what he was raised in. I mean, as, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some people that are Hispanic and don't know a lick of Spanish. Yeah. So and That always but, breaks my heart, man. <laughs> that always breaks call my heart. Call them aguacateros and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I get it. I get it for some. Like, I, ha- I have one of my roommates, he's a... Uh, Third generation. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get it because it's by that generation, it could be lost, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, like, I, I like for him, I was like, I totally get it, you know? But he also wishes that he knew Spanish. Um, just because I remember there was this girl in where we where we uh, lived. Yeah. And he, he liked this girl. This yeah, is yeah. Like he was totally into her. She was half Hawaiian and half Salvadorian. Sick. Beautiful girl, bro. Can't even imagine that, but it's oh, dude. And the funny thing was that he would always get pissed off because I could flirt with her in Spanish, 
and he couldn't. Yeah, definitely. He was like, <laughs> what the hell? He was like, I'm at a disadvantage. Yeah. Definitely, man. I can see why, because you can speak romantically if you wanted Dude, to. Dude, I've always said that Spanish is a very romantic language, man. Yeah, no, it is, dude. Like, like, I feel like, you know, like, when you're talking to some, like, even the words, you know, just saying, te quiero, you know, like, you can't just pull that off in English. Like, saying in English, I like you. Or I care about you. Like, it doesn't even sound like. I care about you. Like, it doesn't even sound good. You're supposed to. But, like, if you like, if you tell a girl in Spanish, te quiero, like, you're like, whoa, like, okay, like, it's a little different, you te know? Te quiero. Te quiero, mi amor. No, I know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean, dude. It is that is a it's an interesting uh, thing what language does because even French when you go into that language it becomes very romantic too if you go Italian you know what I mean well it's because there's more feelings in Spanish there's a lot of way more feelings plus there's a lot of words that are male and feminine and you're able to describe a lot of things in that way which includes more feelings while English is very neutral you know when it comes to um, does those gender roles and those descriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when you think about that, that plays a huge factor to us, you know, like, communicating in Spanish. But I prefer communicating in Spanish. It's funny because even when I'm in the office, because I deal, like, sometimes I have to talk to people and I know they speak Spanish. Yeah. And when I deal with those people and I hear they're struggling in English, I'm like, I just flip to Spanish, right? And they get so happy, especially when I'm talking to, like, people in Miami. Yeah. You know, and they they get so happy when they hear me talking Spanish. And they're like, oh, you speak Spanish? And, you know. Yeah, I can see why you say that. You know, and, and they just get so excited. And the people that are around me in the office, when they hear me speak Spanish, even they're like, dude, you sound very different. Like, <laughs> when you're speaking Spanish, you sound very different. Yeah. You know, and I've been told a lot throughout my life that I sound, like, more loving and more flirty yeah. when I speak in Spanish yeah, 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 compared to when I speak in English. I, I've always been told, like, you sound very serious. You don't sound, like, very relaxed when you're in English. And I'm like... Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, it's... And it sometimes does feel like you do have two personalities because you can speak in two languages. Yeah, definitely. I can see where that, I can see where that goes that in those ways because um, you have different approaches to speaking those languages. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's interesting because for the most part, Spanish was my first language. I learned that from my from my parents. And then I transitioned to to learning English at, at school, you know what I mean? Yeah, when I was growing up. From my siblings and school. Yeah, when I was growing up, the first language I learned was Spanish. Yeah. And I spoke Spanish until I was five. Straight up. Um, five years old. I remember there was a book. Um, there's a book that they sell in El Salvador for grammar. I know called exactly. Mantilla. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, that yellow book? That, dude, my mom had me, like, go over that, learn, like, where the accents Papi, go, people, everything. Like, everything, the vowels, everything that you have to learn. And to learn grammar in Spanish. Yeah, I mean, that's at the same time, I don't hate it because it did give me a leg up when I got to high school. Yeah. And I needed to take Spanish. It did give me a, a, yeah. a, a way big leg up when it came up to that to do so. I, mean, I can't be too mad at it. The thing that sucked was actually when I went to school, though. Because then when I got to kindergarten, because I didn't go to preschool, I went straight to kindergarten. Me too. So when I went to kindergarten, I was a kid that spoke Spanish and everybody spoke English. So then that was a disadvantage to me. Really? 
Yeah. You see, that was the difference for me because when I got to kindergarten, half of the kids in there were in something called ESL, English as a Second Language. But see, that's what I don't like is that when they put you in those classes, this is what a lot of people don't know, is that when you get into those type of classes, yeah. they put you in a lower division English. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, because it's English as a Second Language. Mm-hmm. So um, when I got to kindergarten, I actually... I would have to thank actually my uh, my older siblings, my brother, and my sisters for this because they're older than me. My brother was five years older than me, so when I was five years old, four years old, he was ten, you know, nine. So um, I picked up English off of my brother and my sister. So mm-hmm. when I got to kindergarten, even the teachers were surprised, like, "Dude, this kid's English is pretty. It's pretty up there compared to the rest of the kindergartners here." Yeah. So um, I, I I can see I can see where that. Cause you didn't have older siblings. I don't have. I don't have siblings. So you just had your to, parents that I grew up with. So because of that, it's just your you parents know, Spanish, and yeah, that's just it. My parents. So Spanish. I had my parents Spanish, plus my parent, my brother, and my sister's English, and it's it's pretty crazy too. Cause it's almost like those are like really my really early childhood memories is like learning English and like being able to differentiate like talking English from my with my brother and my sister. And then talking Spanish with my with my parents, like that happened from a very early age, and it's it's incredible how like um, you know, based on your environment, like how you're saying, like you know, you didn't have an older siblings, but based on your environment, like I see how like my um my nephew and my niece nieces and my nephews, yeah, uh, they don't they're not gonna have that tongue because they're not because they're not common like they're not practicing. All it's the not time. being consistently yeah. fed into them like how we had it. You yeah. know what I mean. So, um, well, it's because the thing too, there was a rule in my house where they would tell me you can only speak Spanish in the house. Really? So I, I wasn't a lot, I couldn't practice, you know, my English in the house. This fascism is ridiculous. <laughs> no, this is just when it comes no to No English in the house. It was, you know, because they didn't want me to lose it. That was their whole, their <laughs> if you, are, if you speak English, we're going to put you in the corner for 10 minutes. Well, at the same time, my parents didn't even understand <laughs> English. So I it know, was it's pointless. Just, it's just hilarious to but think But it was, you know, I, <laughs> no English. No, you cannot no. speak this native language of this region right. here. We came to this country, but you, we don't want you to speak the language. <laughs> Dead. Oh my god. So yeah, it's just I would do homeworks and all that. Like I even struggled with homework and everything. You know, like till this day, there's a lot of words that I mispronounce, and it, I know how to pronounce. Like sometimes I I know what the word is in my head when I read it when I see. But then I mispronounce it, and it, it happens to me. It happens Definitely. to me when, when I and mispronounce it. And you're talking something. about Spanish or English? Um, when it comes to English, yeah, yeah. When it comes to English, there's certain words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's certain words I just. I mean, there's certain words that like you have to you have to ex- expand your vocabulary. Yeah. And when you expand it, you're gonna have to learn how to use those words and whatnot. So that all comes from reading, hearing other people, more intellectual people talk and whatnot. Yeah. But you gotta practice those words. If you don't practice yeah. them, it's gonna it's gonna show. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know. Yeah. So I, I can. I mean, that, that that's what expanded my vocabulary when I went to college because mm-hmm. I was around, you know, professors that were, you know, speaking a more eloquent language and everything, using more words, more vocabulary to where then I picked up words that I could use. But at the same time, you know, when I when I speak to like just normal, I, I would say common or normal people. Yeah. Mo- most people don't even speak like that. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I guess it's probably the people I'm around, you know, most of the people I'm around, I don't talk like that. Yeah. That was just something when I was in college and the people in college talked like that. 
Yeah, yeah, you very know? intellectually. And I, and I can still understand, like, if, if I were to go to that environment. Yeah. Um, But it's not something where, like, all oh, the people I'm around with, you know, on more of a daily basis. Yeah, consistency and, and talk like that. Yeah, and, and I've seen that, too, where, like, I've seen people who try to use the vocabulary they learn there and talk to, like, a daily person, and it's, like, it's not going to work. Yeah, man. you got to be able to use it in the right context and everything yeah, exactly. like that. But, you know... Yeah, that's something that I realized too. I'll say a word and I'll be like, wait, what does that mean? And then I'll be like, okay, this isn't. Yeah. This context, that's what that means. Because there's some, some words that they have different meaning in based yeah. like on the context. Well, it's because language is constantly growing, like constantly changing, you know? Uh, words that meant something a few years ago don't mean the same thing now. Yeah. You know, language is constantly changing. And the way we use language is also constantly changing, you know? So. When you see those changes, um, you begin to notice, okay, like, we got to keep adapting to this new way of speaking, right? Yeah. Uh, so, Because, like I said, there's a lot of things where it's changed, you know? Like, uh, the popular thing when you're texting is using emojis, right? Yeah. Or using acronyms to say things, yeah. you know? Um, and, it, and then the thing is, too, knowing those acronyms. Sometimes I'm people will text me certain acronyms. And I'm like, wait, what does that one mean? <laughs> Never heard that one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I don't know this acronym. And I either have to, you know, like, Google it and try to, like, you know, and sometimes there's several definitions to that same acronym. So then I have to try to figure out, like, okay, this is the one they meant or this is what they were trying to say. You know, it's kind of like playing detective while searching for those acronym definitions. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Because, um, yeah, there's certain things. Oh, what was that? What was one? I think not safe for work for a long time was not. I didn't I didn't understand what that meant. I was like, yeah. why do they keep putting that on, on videos and stuff? Yeah. And then until someone actually spelled it out, I was like. Uh, and that makes sense, yeah. It was like need for speed. What? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 when yeah. I saw not safe. Or like, I was yeah, just, yeah. that's the first thing, that's combination of letters. I was like. Like, yeah, like what is this mean? You know, so that yeah, I've had that before. You guys, I'll tell you a funny story. Corey okay. once sent me uh, one of those videos where the they they like they have a normal video and then they have the girl moaning at the end. What? <laughs> he sent me one of these videos <laughs> while at work, and I didn't read the "not safe for work" acronym in it, <laughs> and, I, and I had volume on my phone. <laughs> Really? Yeah, dude. This is that Infinity? This is, yeah. Oh, my God. This is at work, dude. I and thought I, you meant like you were somewhere else at like, work. And I said you something. And I'm like, uh, I open the video, and I'm like, okay, I'm looking through it. And then I just hear the moan, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what's this? <laughs> it was those ones that it's and like I got like red. Loud. I got red, and I'm like. Is it one of those that it's exaggeratedly loud? Yeah, but it's like a normal video. Like it's not like there's nothing bad, right? Like flips you're watching that. a normal video, and then out of nowhere, you they add that girl moan effect, yeah. and I was just like, I got so red, and I was looking around, and I was like, no one heard that. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's I was like, they were probably thinking I'm watching something. Porn. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that is hilarious, dude. <laughs> And then, I, and then I texted you, and I was like, dude, I, was like, I did not read the caption. I played that full blast. And then, and then you tell me, you're like, dude, I put the caption so you wouldn't open it like that. 
<laughs> and I was like, I just, I just didn't read it, bro. I just straight up went to the video. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious, bro. Um, that's happened to me before. I want to say that at school, or at, you know, in some capacity, that video has got to me too. Like, dude, I'm sure it's gotten so many people. You know, because there's so many those type of videos out there. They do a bunch of edits of it, and then just yeah. add that little moan they at the add, end. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be anything. It's such a horrible like, dude. Anything, and it's gonna get you. Yeah, and you're just like, oh my god, you're like looking around. I mean, it's di- like now it's different because this was prior to. You and I have an ear pods. So that, that yeah. when you sent me this video. Now we're wearing that. Now we have our ear pods. So it's like if you they, you guys, you know, if any of my friends send me anything that I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'll hear it in my ear pods. Yeah. Like, let me put these on. Yeah. Every time I get a post, I'm like, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's cars, if whatever it may be. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Let me just put my ear pods. Like, <laughs> better be safe than yeah, sorry. Exactly. Well, I don't know what's going to pop out or happen in this dumb video you guys I totally get you, man, because it has gotten me in the nastiest times. <laughs> You're like, dude, this shouldn't have happened right now. Like, at least send me an extra message, not just a caption. Yeah, right. That's probably what you thought. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious, man. But, man, something that uh, that's happening this week, and I feel like we just got to talk. I mean, there's two things happening this week and the next week. So, first of all, uh, I don't know if you wanted to wait till later, but I'm going to just bring it up now because nah, I want to. I don't um, know, man. We're, having, we're having a heavyweight championship this week, you know, and that's a pretty big deal because you it's, sound it's a so, trilogy fight right now. You sound so monotone it's right now. It's a trilogy fight you, right you don't now. sound so excited about this fight at all, man. I'm, You're like, I, it's a trilogy. Because I'm working up to it, bro. <laughs> like, it's a trilogy. I'm working up you to it. You should be like, dude, I'm freaking excited. Daniel Cormier is fighting Stipe on the trilogy fight, man. That's, that's how you should be sounding. But I don't have to, bro. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to do that. This this fight speaks for itself. These guys have fought twice in a row. And honestly... Here it is, man. I, I'll this be is, honest with you. There's, there's say, very, man. very few fights that's going to get me that hyped up like that. You know what I mean? All right, let me very say something. Very few fights. Let me say something. Go for it. DC is 41, bro. Okay. And I know he's not going to want to strike. He's going to take it to the ground. Yeah. Like, for sure, he's going to take it to the ground. Yeah, he's already said that. And... I don't, man, I know Stipe, you know, he's probably going to want to strike more. But I don't know, man, that age, the weight that he was in, I know that DC has lost the weight, you know, to make the cut. But I don't know how how that weight cut's going to affect him. He's actually gone up in weight, actually. He has. Yes, he he wanted to come in heavier. He's trying to come in like around 250 if he can or 260, you know, he's, he's he's trying to book up for this fight. He's not trying to just... Oh, but that's bulking up with muscle. He's still bulking or, up, or with bulking weight. up. Either way, either way, with weight, muscle, you got to realize that muscle muscle weighs more than, than, um, than fat anyway. I mean, fat weighs more than muscle. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's just trying to put on more weight because he's trying to wrestle. He wants to make it harder for... For um yeah, for him to be able to stand his ground so yeah. that he he's not moved so quickly yeah yeah, yeah no no I, I get the strategy I mean I get the strategy to it but like I said I don't know that age I don't know if he still has that same agility he hasn't fought in a while yeah it's, yeah, it's been a, I, I mean a year since they fought lost and since they fought last and this this was the last guy he fought and and dude Johnny Daniel Cormier is a is a world class fighter world class wrestler. I, I'm not seeing this guy's age being a big a big issue, man. Like, 
especially nowadays in 2020, bro, 40 is the new 20, bro. You know, you can that keep depends. going. That Alexis Olenek, you have the... Alexis Olenek is like, what, 45? And he was going on like on a five-fight win streak, I want to say, a three-fight win streak. And then it took someone knocking his ass out to, to, to stop that. You know, you look at someone like Yo Romero, who who went 10 rounds with Robert Whitaker, then went on went, in a, went into a war with, with Paulo Costa. And you let know, me say this. And, it and, all depends on how you take care of your body and what you're consuming. Yeah. And, you and, know, and, if and you have the financial means and a professional, if like, you if you have the financial means to invest in your body, as I look at LeBron, how much does he invest? I've heard he spends like about one point mil, one point five million into just his body. That's why I mentioned a uh, year. That's, that, why, that's how much he spends a year. That's why I mentioned the the, the fact that Daniel Cormier is a professional athlete, and 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 in twenty twenty, bro. The 40, it all, it 40 is the new 20, bro, because, because he's but it's not, just, this is not someone that's just started fighting or that he's doing his first run of the title. This is a veteran in the sport, dude. He's yeah. I, I, I I see Daniel Cormier winning this fight. You see either, him winning this fight? Either either by decision or or by him TKOing him on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the floor. I, I think Stipe might take him. Um, it, you got to watch both fights. First fight, he, 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 he knocks him off. He knocks him out off of a. They're they're clinched up and off of a break, and it's funny because they were saying, Daniel Cormier likes to just to, likes to box dirty. So watch him throw a punch when they break off of the when they break. Watch for a punch or an elbow when they break from the clinch. And as soon as that said that, that's exactly what he did. He knocked out Stipe in the first one. Mm-hmm. Second fight, he was piecing him up throughout the first. I want to say four rounds. In that fourth round, Stipe made an adjustment. An adjustment that I agree with Daniel Cormier, what he said this week with that, with Terry Hawani, is that that adjustment it'll be there this that last fight, but that adjustment to find it again this I don't think it's gonna happen, bro. So that adjustment he made was start going to the body of Daniel Cormier, yeah, and that's where that's where Daniel Cormier lost the fight. But the first four rounds, bro, he was beating him up, bro. And this is also a person that's 39, 40 years old when that happened, you know. Yeah. So I see, I see. Um, an obvious wrestling advantage for for DC here, and he's gonna use that. and And I think that um, in this kind of fight, you you gotta do that. You know what I mean? You you guys, you gotta you gotta introduce a new element to it. You know what I mean? And but once and once I want to see one what, what Stepe what Stepe is planning. Right? One thing like is, what is his game plan? How has he how has he changed? Right? So you're saying all right? In the last fight, he changed his plan. He knew all right. I gotta go to the body. He knows he can't go in there and do the exact this same was, thing. This was in the middle of the fight. Though. No, no, he I know. He that, didn't make this adjustment. Let's say no, no, I'm he starting made, the I, fight off. I understand off. that. I understand that. But now he knows that that's a key factor, right? I know Damiel Cormier is going to prepare to be like, I don't want this to be a factor, which yeah. is what you're stating, right? He's putting on the weight so that he he wants it, the fat or the muscle to be the protection, you know, to not his body. Even, not the protection. It's just the weight you put on someone when, the, when you're wrestling them and you put all your weight on someone. No, but it also gives That's you protection all, from those shots. Let's be real. You could say that. It you does. Say that. I, you know, it adds a layer of protection. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, bro. I really don't I really don't think so. It, it I can. think you get someone with a good enough gut punch, you can have a lot of, you can have a lot of layers and the right gut punch is going to I'm going to tell you this as a, as a bigger man. It, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> It's different. You just haven't had the right person hit you. That's all I'm saying, bro. Like, no, 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 a hit's gonna hit. No, no, I'm not saying no, and but it all, feels different. And we're also talking about 
when when Stipe went to the body, like I said, he didn't begin the fight. He hammered it. He waited till the fourth round. Yeah. And when you're talking about going into championship rounds, there you're not a hundred percent from when you started the fight. Yeah. So you know what I well, mean? Well, yeah. He went at it in a moment where DC was already tired. Already tired. You know yeah, all those yeah. things. No, so, I understand. So that, I that's understand. that's my that's my point to it. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm that saying. That layer, even, what has even in that, how even has in that, prepared for even, this during that fatigue, bro. You're gonna you're still gonna feel those punches because of the fatigue. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter how many layers you have. No, well. Any you gotta hit, ha- you better gonna, have some fucking armor. What, I, you, what I'm what I mean? saying, right, when I'm talking about adding extra fat or, or extra muscle, right, it absorbs it differently. I'm not saying the pain is completely gone. No, no. If you get hit, you get hit. There's still going to be pain. You have pain receptors. Pain is going to be there. But there is a difference in the amount of pain because of the layer of muscle or because of the layer of fat, right? That's That's my point to it. Um, but see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, how has Steeper prepared for this? How is he thinking about this fight differently, knowing, okay, this worked for me last time. He can't go with that plan because he knows DC is preparing for that. But it's like, okay, what is he going to do? Or what have, maybe he's added to his arsenal that might surprise DC. And that's the thing that I, I would have to say. Most likely, if you're going to tell me that his wrestling is is light years ahead of DC's... Uh, that's oh, no, 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 no. Never. I would never say that. So because DC's a better grappler. Definitely, two, The no. first two fights were striking fights, bro. Yeah, they you were. You know what I mean? So, he, the only way that I feel that Steve has to prepare for this is just get his wrestling up. Yeah. Be ready to, to sprawl. Be ready to stuff the takedowns. Yeah, because be DC ain't trying to go in there and try to strike. That's the thing, though. This is what I love about MMA. And, and I can attribute this to many fights when you have these stylistic things that go on. As soon as um as soon as you have uh as soon as you have you start you have someone that starts shooting for takedowns and everything, mm-hmm. you have to start respecting that because more than likely he's gonna put you on your ass one or one time or not. Yeah. So you start respecting those those uh takedowns, so then the striking opens up. And in the first two fight the first fight he knocked out Stipe. The second fight, he was beating him on the feet for the most part, you know what I mean? Getting up in his grill, you know, so, like you gotta watch, really watch it, but he he was doing his thing. No, you know I, what I mean? So you know, I don't. That's I've what seen I mean. I've seen the highlights. That's why I feel. That's why I feel like too. DC in that aspect, man. Like he's gonna take Stipe to the, to the floor and just do something. Well, different. he he said that he regrets not having that title. You know that he wants to have that title and then just retire. Yeah, you know that's that's his goal. Like yeah, and he, it's a great trilogy fight for yeah. them to do it. And I think that those those factors of. DC introducing a takedown, like in all these fights that Stipe has had, he's fought Francis, he's fought DC, and then and that becomes a different really, one. Like, well, Francis get a shot to the he title. He never after fought. This. He never fought someone that's like grappling like him like yeah. this. You know what I mean? Yeah, he fought, he knocked out Varbisa Verdum, which is a great grappler and everything like that mm-hmm. too. But he knocked him out. Yeah, you know what I mean? He fought when he fought Francis. He, his yeah, but Francis fought him early in his career. When he fought Francis, he fought someone that his grappling was nowhere near the level of Stipe. So mm-hmm. what did Stipe do? He weathered the storm, and he 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 used his grappling against Francis, and he won that fight. Yeah. But again, against someone like DC, that's a world class uh, grappler and all that. I don't see that happening, man. Like I I I really don't see that happening. You know what I mean? And and especially if you see. The type of people that DC's DC's camp is uh, 
who he who he's been, who he's trained with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a big person that I would have to say he trains with is Khabib, and Khabib. Yeah. Ha- I've seen certain things that Khabib does that DC has started to implement in his in um, his game in his yeah. grappling. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's something that like I said um. When it comes to when you start introducing the, the wrestling element, you got to respect that. And then your striking opens up. That's mm-hmm. why when Connor fought Khabib, um, Connor was 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 so defensive against the the wrestling that he that Khabib threw that overhand right and it landed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You it just opens up the other areas. That's why that's why I love mixed martial arts because you got to be. You got to be ready for it, for it all, you know. Yeah, a- a- anything that can. And I don't expect this to be grappling like how Kamaru Usman was stomping on Jorge Masvidal. No, 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 no. It's it's gonna be more of this an actual grapple. This is taking him down to the ground. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be just a clinch. No, no. definitely not. It's gonna be more than just a clinch so, for sure. You know, in that aspect, I'm. I'm like I said, I think DC takes it the either other, by decision the other fight or we're, we're not even talking about is the one prior to that, the co-main event. Sean O'Malley, man. Yeah, and Chito Vera. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I don't know about Vera too much. Yeah, I I know more about Sean. Yeah, and I just say don't let Sean don't let Sean you know get into his rhythm. Like, oh, dude, that's that's it. He if, has some beautiful if, striking. If you man. get a, let him get into his rhythm, it's over. His it's striking gonna be is over within really two three cool. rounds or two yeah. rounds because it's gonna be a three round fight. So two yeah. rounds, it's it's over. You know what I mean? But if if Marlon Vera gets in there and tries to put him on his butt, well, see, I don't know much about Vera, but what is he? Is he more of a striker? Is he a grappler? What is he? Uh, I, I I I'm not too sure about it either, but um, uh, I I know if you're fighting someone that's taller and longer than you, yeah, because you Sean O'Malley's reach is very long. He's six four, bro, and he has for a for leg. the division that he's in, he has a long reach. Yeah, yeah. So like Marlon Vera has to make this a dirty fight. He can't. He expects this to make this up. Yeah, uh, he's got to try to shorten that distance, all that yeah. stuff. And and you, we saw what 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 um Sean O'Malley has done with guys like that. You know, he yeah puts them on his ass. And I mean, just out. look at his prior fight to this man. He it barely lasted a round. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it was with the guy who had never been knocked out before, and it was lights out. Straight you know, yes, yeah, for up. that guy. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm excited to see what Sean O'Malley does. Yeah, I mean. From the looks of it, Marlon Vera lost his last fight um, to, uh, by decision. So it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in this fight. Uh, he's won by knockout. He's won by submission. Last year, he had three wins to his name, one, two two knockouts and a submission. So, you know, he can do different things. Um, but, yeah, and he's had, he has had a couple of submission wins. So it seems like he's a... He, he's, he's more a, of a ground guy? He's Nah, like, because he has knockouts and submissions, you know oh, what okay. I mean? So it seems like he's a... He's versatile. Versatile, basically. you know, yeah. with it. But, like I said, he has to make it a close fight. He has to make it close that distance and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, but that's, that's going to be... He's Ecuadorian, really... by the way, too. He's what? He's from Ecuador. He's oh. more of a... Yeah, he's more of a grappler, bro, because he's a black blood in jiu-jitsu. All right. See, so, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean... In so, that it's, as, a, it's more of a grappler versus a striker. Yeah. Situation. I mean, but he's knocked people out, though, too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you got to give the guy some respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, oh, I'll have to see what he's ranked. I, I talk the, trash here because he's not in front of me. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. But I, I'll have to see what, what his actual ranking is like. Oh, his rank, ranking within the division? Yeah, within the division. But... Yeah, it just goes to show that I think right now when it comes to Sean O'Malley, they're trying to build up a fighter. Yeah. You know, and they're not trying to like kind of throw him into the deep end too soon because we saw how that happened with Edmund Shabazi a couple yeah. weeks ago. 
And um, that was that was a really sad one. You know, and, we and, talked about it. But let me show you something about that guy. Chris Weidman just won a fight at 185 this past weekend. And mm-hmm. Chris Weidman hadn't won a fight in a, quite a while. Yeah. Um, you know, so in that aspect... I think you. I think a good a good matchup would be someone like Edmund Shabazian versus Chris Weidman, because it's it, it gives them both so much so much to um how do you say that they, they both want to rank up. It's basically. a win win for both of them. I mean, yeah. it's a win lose if you will for both of them. Yeah. But it's a great win if someone wins. If Edmund wins, he has beat a former champion, so that boosts him up in the rankings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If Chris Weidman wins, he beats a ranked fighter within the division, which is, you know, I think Chris Weidman needs to go and, and fight people like that that are up and coming because for him to go in there and say he's going to fight you all Romero again and get a flying knee and get cracked open again, I don't think so. To him, so for me to say he's going to fight uh, even like a Uriah Hall or something like that, I think he needs to work his way up to that. Yeah. And, and, um, well, it's, that's why it's, I feel like a matchup like athlete. that would well. It's the athlete and the person, you know? Yeah. That desire to want to be like, I want more, I want more. So that desire to want more yeah. sometimes is what, you know, makes the person that e- that ego, you know, that ego yeah. of like, I want to be more, I want to be more. And it's like, you got to know how to pace yourself, how to listen to your body, how to see, okay, should I go for like a huge fight right away or should I, you know? And it, Yeah, it, and I think I think it, it just goes like that. Like someone I can... um. Two people that I can say that kind of went this route were, first of all, Conor McGregor. When he came in, he didn't go for the top dog. You know, he worked his way. They built him up. Yeah. Worked his way through his yeah. featherweight division, um, got an interim belt, and then fought for the title, you know, and won the title. Then he did it. Then the rest is history. Um, same thing with Israel Asanya, you know what I mean? He came in. He had a couple fights. He started working his way up the the the, the rankings in the division, and then, yeah. you know, he got to someone like, like an Anderson Silva beat him in a very technical fight, then went and fought Kevin Gaslam and beat beat him in a five round war. So you know you need to you need to build yourself up, have those type of fights, make a name for yourself, and then win the championship. And I think um, Sean O'Malley, I think he fights right now. He wins and maybe one more time this this year. I think he fights yeah. one more time. Well, it depends how 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 he does. I mean, if he does get another knockout quick. Which I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if he does, that's a possibility. He uh, fights again. It, it, he fights again faster again. Yeah, because so. that's the reason he was able to do this fight real fast because he didn't get yeah. damaged in the last he one. Just and he got a quick knockout. Yeah, so I think that's possible for him. And then, yeah, next year, um, yeah, he can fight for that for that title. Yeah. I mean, but we'll have to see because um, that bantamweight division, we're waiting to see when Peter Yan and and Aljamain Sterling get get lined up. So it's gonna we had that's another that's another division that's stacked and and we got to see what's gonna happen. Um, there's also another fight in Junior Dos Santos and Jazeera Rosenstrike, mm-hmm. and Rosenstrike was the guy that got knocked out by Nganu last. Yeah, and now he's coming back and fighting JDS, and JDS has been on a he's been fighting pretty a little better. You I, know mean, I mean, look at what Lewis just did, man. That this, too. this past week, man. Yeah, Derek Lewis. So yeah, the heavyweight yeah. division. There's a lot of things happening oh, there. Yeah. Derek Lewis said he wants to fight Curtis Blades, which is a uh, Curtis Blades is a, is a wrestler, mm-hmm. very very wrestling. This guy he fought. I he mean, was, he. I mean, Curtis Blades was one of the first ones to fight during this whole quarantine thing. Yeah, I think in the Apex, and then he was talking about I'm. A, it's, it might be a boring fight, but I want to make this a, re- a grappling fight. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, Lewis almost almost lost that fight in the first round. Bro. Yeah, I mean, he dude the, the way he had him. You know, he could have 
I'm surprised. You know, I'm I'm surprised that he didn't tap out. I'm surprised that he he stayed in there. Yeah, yeah. Because he had him for a long time, you know, and just to survive that. I mean, I was surprised the way he came out in the second round with that flying knee, man. He came out yeah. really intense. In that I mean, and it landed to get, too. He got yeah. him. He got him like kind of below the ribs area, yeah. and yeah, and then he got him with that clean right to the face, and it was just a wrap. Uh, I was watching that and I'm like, I kind of went crazy watching that. And my dad oh, was like, "Dude, like the the my punches. dad was like, why, like, like Dan, that's what you like to watch." And I'm kind of like, <laughs> a little bit. Like, my dad's yes. the same way. He's but like, it was just like, "Why do you like this violence?" At the same time, bro, this guy Alexi Olenek had been using that that choke on so oh, many a lot people. Of people. Well, he's known as the the snake or what is it, the cobra or whatever. Boa constrictor. Boa constrictor. Like yeah, yeah, because of the way he moves and then yeah. he submits his yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. his opponents. He was yeah. doing the Ezekiel choke. That's what they called yeah, it. Yeah. So he and then uh he was trying that on Derek Lewis and everything. So for me when I see Derek Lewis fight, I'm expecting to see a knockout, bro. Like well, I'm he just, has the most knockouts. I'm just expecting to see a knockout, bro. So like he has the and most and just about in his every division, every, doesn't he? Yeah, and just about every fight I've seen, except when he fought DC and when he fought Nunganu, every other time I've seen him knock someone out, bro. Yeah. And it's been vicious knocks out. And it's been some times where he's fought, he's like losing the fight. Like he's getting getting on the back. Well, bat. this is what happened in this one. Exactly. And then where he just like the back first round and he just knocks it, him it out. It was his opponent the entire time. And then he just comes out in the second round like a different person. Yeah. Flying knee and then punch, 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 punch until this yeah. guy knocks out. So I think he fights I think he should fight um either Nunganu or Curtis Blades. One of those two. Oh, Nunganu again. Yeah, I mean But at this time an actual fight? That needs to be ran back and that needs to be five rounds. And um yeah, that needs to be ran back. And I don't think because in that fight Derek Lewis had a bad back. Francis Nunganu had just lost and I think his self esteem wasn't where it was at, it's yeah. supposed to be. So, um, in that aspect, I think... Uh, well, it would be two knockout artists, basically. Because they're both yeah. power hitters. So, man. yeah. I'd be, and then whoever wins that, for sure, gets the, the shot at the title. Because, put it this way. Let's say DC wins this, this weekend, retires, vacates the title. What happens? Who, 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 yeah. who do you line up for the fight? And then the other thing, too, is that we're forgetting about Jones, you know? Yeah, we... we and it's that, like, and can, the thing is that Jones doesn't have anybody to fight. Yeah, that that's that could be a very possible thing. DC wins, and the UFC comes and says, "Trilogy with Jones more, and DC, one more. Let's do it here for the heavyweight title. One more. Yeah. And it can be that DC says, "All right, I, I want twenty million dollars." Yeah. You know, it's things like that. You know, this those are those are money fights, bro. That like. There's grudge there. As much as they've yeah. cleared the air, they there's still like bad oh, yeah, blood yeah. there, and like it's an unknown factor what happens at heavyweight for John Jones and DC. Yeah. So, and the thing is that so John much Jones, happen. John Jones has basically fought the top five already. Yeah, except for John Blackwood. So yeah. I would want to see what happens with that fight too. I mean, I would like to see him against Nunganu. I've been saying this just because I like Nunganu, um, but it would be interesting. But I don't think it's gonna happen. But I, I just think it would be an interesting fight. Yeah, I agree. Just because I've been saying, like, Nungano doesn't have that agility. He's a power hitter, you know? So I feel like Jones has that agility to, like, move away. But I know if Jones gets hit by one of those power hits. It's over, bro. Slice it's, out. it's crazy. Like, but I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Yeah, it would be very interesting. Um, I'm not too sure what happens with Jones. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know either. I mean, it's still undefined. But technically, he should have, you know, he is up there. I, I think... I think he fights at I think he fights at um heavyweight next if that happens. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. Cuz uh like you said there's too much but it, it, it like I said it really depends cuz even he can fight Stipe. Yeah. Again, I was watching that that podcast with um uh Ariel Hawani in DC and then he says that after Stipe won, the UFC came and said, "All right, uh they they were lining up Stipe versus John." And DC said, "All right, I'm done." Because all I want to fight for is for the title. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to line up that fight, cool, I'm done. You know? And then that didn't go through. And then, you know, he now he's fighting for the title again tomorrow or this weekend. Oh, this weekend, yeah. You know? So we'll see what happens there. Um, turning another corner is that this week, uh, NBA the NBA restart is, is the season is coming to a close. And we're starting with the NBA playoffs. Dude, David Booker. David. Huh? David. Yeah. You mean Devin? Devin. Uh, it's some D. Yeah. Starts with the D. <laughs> I was like David Booker. Devin. What? David. <laughs> Sounds pretty the same. It's close. But he's been insane. He's been insane. I mean, the Suns weren't doing that great, you know, in the in the normal league season. But for some reason, the Suns in the bubble are a different team. I mean, them and the Blazers are, are trying to play for something. They're trying to play for well, yeah, they're, they're trying to trying to get that to, eighth seed. To, yeah, to get in the eighth seed. So yeah. that's the difference between them and the Lakers. Lakers secured. Um, yeah, they clinched it. They got their first seed. They're good. So they're not. They're playing with um with more of all right. Let's see how what these players can do for us. Let's get them a little loose. You know. Yeah. Let's let's rest our stars up. I mean, a bit. they're playing well. Wow. Tomorrow. They mean, yeah, tomorrow at nine uh, ten thirty. Sacramento, morning. right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, like I said, those are things that that I feel like Damian Lillard and them they're they're they Damian have to put out right insane, now. They dude. have to put out right now. hundred and twelve points or something like that in the yeah. last two games. That's crazy how like he could almost won against the Clippers and, and you know he missed those free throws. Yeah, but yeah, he bounced back in the next two games and responded really loud. And you know, and he said, you know, respect my name. Yeah. So. No, and this is a guy that's been su- snubbed from the All Stars for like it was like three years in a row that he w- that honestly he should well he he he, he should have been an All Star but he didn't this he didn't year he qualified in. but he couldn't play because of an injury yeah and he gave it to Devin Booker I believe so am I am I, am I I'm not too sure about that but uh, I just know that he this is a guy that there was three years in a row where he should have been an All Star and he got he didn't he wasn't voted I mean, in his, and he wasn't his shots from the three. From the three point god, yeah, they're it's disgusting, they're ridiculous. Every time, I, and then when he does them in a row, bro, like it's just like it's insane, dude. It reminds me of Kobe, bro. I say it all the time, it's insane, dude. Like, I see him, and I'm like, how is this guy not getting more recognition? Because he does, he's on a what you could call a small market team, that's what it is, bro. I mean, if he would have been playing in a, in a market, even like. Even like the Warriors market, mm-hmm. which where he's from, that's where he's from in Oakland. He, I think he'd have a different, um, a different following. And then on top of that, there was a lot of years that they weren't make. They were like right there, but they weren't making the playoffs like that. You know, mm-hmm. it took CJ McCollum de- uh, developing. It took. It's almost like the Jordan story. Like he's always been a great player, but he needed the rest of the team around him to like get to there. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. Guy, that guy is just ridiculous. No, he, he is, plays. man. He's such a ridiculous player. 
Every time I see him, I, I'm so amazed. I'm so amazed in the way he plays, what he does. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Wow, this guy. It's funny, Devin Booker and Damon Leonard, if there's any two They're people, the two players that have surprised the most in the bubble, man. If there's any two players that I would want to oh, see. I'm forgetting the, also uh, TJ, dude. TJ Warren, too. Yeah. He but surprised. It's not the same level. Not at all. But but he surprised as well. Yeah. 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 But, um. Devin Booker and, and Damian Lillard are two players I would love to see play with the Lakers at some point in their careers. Um, well, Booker now. would make more sense because that would be for the future. Damian Lillard is still young though. That guy yeah. is way really really pretty young. So I, I would I would I would take Damian Lillard too in that aspect. Um, dude, what do you think of Giannis? Dude, getting head getting suspended for headbutting. Good. Why are you headbutting people, bro? <laughs> he busted the sedan, bro. I know, bro. What do you think this is? Nah, he's supposed to. Uh, he's been he doing, heated. Bro? He's been heated because it's because they've been playing like crap, bro. Like he's been heated. They've dude. been playing like crap, bro. I like so many. I've seen him almost lose his, his composure. You know, his composure so many times, where I'm like, dude, what's what's wrong, bro? Like I get it. You guys aren't playing as great, but like stay in there, you know. Like support your teammates. Give your teammates what they need, you know. Yeah. Like, exactly. But it's kind of crazy to see him like that. I, I don't know. I just, I think it's because I've always seen, like, most of the stuff he does, he's very gentle. You know, like, the way he, like, carries himself and does his interviews, he always looks very chill. Yeah. That seeing him act like this is like, whoa, this is a different side of you. I've never seen this. Yeah. Of you, yeah. But I get it because when, you, when you're in the heat of that moment, like, you just want to win. Yeah, and you got to realize you know? these guys are in a different environment right now. Like, you know, um, in the aspect that they're not around their families, they're not they're not in the most comfortable aspect that you that you think they they're used to. You know what I mean? And um, on top of that, uh, yeah, I think was it this, this past weekend that um, Houston Astros were playing the Oakland Athletics, and oh, um, yeah, yeah. one of the Houston Astros pitchers threw at the ace pitcher, and the bench is cleared. So, um, and yeah, like you said, in the heat of moment, things are gonna happen, and yeah. even during this COVID time, it's gonna happen, bro. Like. That you, that's not gonna stop people from like. Didn't uh the the pitcher of the Dodgers get eight more game suspension because no of that? Joe Kelly dude whatever you sent me that I was like that was Barstool making up some BS. Uh-huh. Basically, what they were trying to say was we want to see what MLB does now that this happened, you know? Yeah. And uh, that a different team has taken action. Not that that because it was but a because hu- it was a different. It team. was a it was Houston. It was a Houston Astros pitcher throwing at an ace pitcher. It mm-hmm. wasn't someone throwing at the Astros. Okay. You know what I mean? So it, it was they want to see what they would do to that. You know what I mean? What happened today was Kelly appe- Joe Kelly appealed his uh, suspension and went from eight games to five games. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he didn't get more games. Okay, you know, so he he um, he's gonna serve five games, and you know that'll be the end of that. Um, but yeah, it's like, well, I mean, what do you expect, man? Like, they're not playing so hot right now. They're about to start the playoffs, and you know, like you said, heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah. That Giannis is gonna act like that. And the know, thing so is, far. too, like they were first place, you know, within that conference, and you know they're trying to also, you know, hang on to it, hang on to it. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing right now because you know I think it's um the Raptors and, and they were the playing, they were dominating during the normal league, but in the bubble they're not doing the same. Yeah, it, it seems like a whole different other team. But I mean, a lot of pl- teams like that are, are playing like that. The, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers. They're not playing 
to that level right now. But that uh, intensity, yeah. And yeah. at the same time, I I believe it's because they have it locked in for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lakers, at least, they did. So I mean, it's I think it's because it feels weird to play in that environment because it's more like a gym, you know? Yeah. It's not like, you know, and the thing is that there's players that feed off the audience, you know, fear off the cheers and the audience just being and, there. And, and, and I mean, in some aspects, the NBA is doing their best to recreate that with the virtual fans, with the noise and all that stuff. Yeah, so. but even if you're recreating it, you know it's fake. Of course. But you in know? the heat of the moment, you're not thinking that's fake. It's just in Maybe. the moment. Maybe. You're not thinking like, I just hit a shot and, you know, the crowd noise goes off. You're not thinking, you know, that's fake crowd noise. You're thinking there's people still watching this and they're, they're, the emotion is still there, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's getting pumped into the to that arena somehow, um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting what happens to to see what happens in these next um, couple of games because I believe that uh, Portland's gonna have to play that still play that playing game yeah. possibly either against well, the Suns. Well, we have to see who actually gets the eight seed. It's gonna probably be against right the now. Suns. It's it's the Trailblazers, you know, at the moment, which means they would have to play against somebody else yeah. uh, during this weekend. And then, meaning the Lakers won't play that eighth seed until maybe Tuesday of next week. Yeah, but yeah, but it's it, be it all depends on what happens, though. You know, because Grizzlies, Suns, or Trailblazers, we'll see which one gets it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be between the Suns and the Trailblazers. And it's it's intense. Yeah, it's intense. In that aspect, it is very intense. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. That's how it is. I think today, what was it? PSG lost or they won? But no, they won. But it, here's the, here's the thing, man. It, so the way they were doing the Champions League now, which I didn't even know that, I, I they just caught me off guard. Yeah, I thought they were gonna do two late games. Um, what do you mean late games? So I thought they were gonna do like one game there, one game here. Or I don't know if I'm mistaking it or getting it wrong. Just because I, I I tripped out on the fact that they're doing a bubble too, yeah yeah they're in Portugal yeah yeah I know that they're doing a bubble but I tripped out that it was just one game and now they're like oh we're now in in semifinals and I'm like wait what well, it was because a lot of those teams had already played the first leg probably I, yeah probably. I had I, looked I, at it and then um a lot of those teams had already played the first leg so the aggregate score was already three one. Let me see you know if they I mean? really, let, let me double check. A lot that. of them had played like last like in February, bro. I had checked it out too because I thought me and my dad were wondering that too. Are they gonna play two games? And then when yeah. we checked the aggregate, there was already an aggregate score, and it turns out that a lot of them had played back in February. So nothing changed. They were just picking up from where they left off. Huh. Because I think the last Champions League game was back in February when it was supposed to pick up back again. I think either in March or April, but that's when COVID hit. So, um, yeah, there was already an aggregate score. The first leg had been played for all those teams already. I'm looking at it right now and seeing to confirm what you're telling me. Yeah. I'm not lying, bro. Say <laughs> you're lying to me, dude. I just, like, not, I was so confused. You're not saying that, but you're thinking that. So you're no, no, I just want to. <laughs> it's just, I was so confused at the fact that they're like, they made it a semis. And I'm like, wait, what? Like that quick? I, I just felt like it was super quick, bro. You know, like, it, it was really, really quick. Yeah, because they just, like I said, picked up from where they left off. Okay. Yeah, so it's just, it was just... You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just really quick. Like, I felt like it was really quick. Um, Yeah, no, PSG, it was weird, bro, because they dominated. PSG dominated. Um, And I, f- you know, the interesting thing to me was that they couldn't win without Mbappe. Yeah. 
because the first half, Neymar's in there. He, you know, it's interesting. They put a stat. They're like, oh, he dribbled past 17 players. And I'm like, what does it matter that you can dribble past 17 <laughs> players and you can't score a goal? True. You know, like, you could lose a game and still have that stat. Like, yeah, you want to say, oh, he's amazing. He dribbled past these many players. But it's like, at the end of the day, this is the guy that PSG paid 200 and what, like 50 million euros? To get him out of Barca. To get him out of Barca. I'm like, you wouldn't want that player to be like, oh, he he dribbled past 17 players. No, you would want that player to be scoring goals. Yeah, doing re- something real for All you. Right. Now, or at least and, assisting And this on is goals. just me critiquing the first half. Yeah. Because in the second half, that's where... The medical staff cleared um, Mbappe to say, okay, you can come on for a few minutes. The minutes that Mbappe comes on, that's when they end up winning the game. Yeah. You know, those minutes that he came on, that's where they end up winning the game. 2-1. So they brought in some fresh legs and that fresh legs. But not any fresh legs. It's Mbappe. Oh, I'm just saying. You know? Exactly. You bring in some... Yeah. I mean, there's a couple games... That's, that that's like having... Where they bring Messi... That's like having Messi in the bench. Yeah, I've and seen those games and they bring him in the second half. They bring half. him in and then boom, yeah, done. Yeah, I've seen know? that. I've yeah, seen that exactly. happen. Which is... It happens, bro. I mean, I understand what you mean because Neymar has not lived up to that expectation. Hell no. You know? And, and I totally get what you mean because he just hasn't. But... um. In that asp- in the same sense, I've seen stars like that come in super fresh in the second half, and they you know they they push their team forward, which is that's yeah. what they're supposed to do. And this and by the way, this is the first time that PSG has made it to the semifinals. Yeah, so that's that's an achievement for for them, you know, when it comes to that. Yeah, and kudos kudos to them, man, for making it that far. I mean, we'll see. Is it, who are they playing against again? Uh, we don't know yet. It's still to be determined who their next opponent is because they still need to play. Wait, didn't PSG play today? Yeah, they played today. So that's my question. Who did they play against them? Oh, they played against Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. So Atlanta... Atlanta's um, disqualified. Because so it's already... We're already in that one, one, one game knockout already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Atlanta's disqualified already. And then whoever... Um, I mean, Friday is Bayern and Barca. Yeah, 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 no, but from what is the other team that they're playing? Who, who else played today? Was there another team that played uh, today? No, 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 no one else played today. They're playing in the following the following days. Um, but I'm trying to remember. Why can't I remember the team? Oh, Atletico. Whoever wins from Atletico Madrid and RB, um, is the one that's gonna face PSG. Whoever of those of those two wins. Um, which one you say? Because that's how the Atletico bracket is right who? now. Atletico Madrid and RB uh, Lebsen, I think oh, it's yeah, pronounced, yeah, yeah. is a German team. Yeah, I know what you're yeah whoever wins of those two, that's who's going to face PSG. Basically. And then you have on the other side, you have um, Barca versus Bayern and then Man City versus Lions. And I, I for me, I see... These are all one game. I don't know because... These, these just barely happen. Like um, Barcelona just passed over, so this might be a, a two two game. So I'm saying, so PSG and Atlanta have to play one more time. Then. No, 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 it's over. They already qualified. Okay. This is what I was talking about. That was weird to me. That's, and now confused. you're trying to tell me it's <laughs> because, not. No, because for example, Napoli and Barcelona had already played. Yeah, yeah. Juventus and that other team that they're playing. Yeah, they Lyon had already had played. played. Exactly. 
So that's all. Now, now. No, no, that, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was telling you is that most of those other play, other teams had already played the first half. PSG already had played the first half, which is what I looked at already. Yeah. And that's why they already passed the semis. So Atlanta, this game that they had today was part of that, part of those two games. Yeah. The first leg, second yeah. leg. So they were the only team that hadn't finished that. Yeah. That part of the tournament, if you will. Yeah. Now everybody's in the same. Well, not not really because Barca still has to play two games. It has to play one one away, one home with Bayern, and Man City has to do the same with Lions. Right. And I believe Atletico and RB already have one game in already as well. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I really got to look at this because I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm confused now. Because <laughs> before, I, I had understood that this week a whole nother round starts. That's what I understood. Yes. But the thing is that the way the Champions League works, right, in the normal schedule, it's one week yes, one week no, right? Yeah. So when it stopped... They already had done one week, and within that week, PSG and Atlanta had already played. Um, I don't know if Madrid had already played with RB, but that's the whole reason they already qualified. Yeah. So I'm saying, okay, today Atlanta and PSG played. Yeah. Cool. Tomorrow, RB at Lebesgue. And then yeah, the German team versus Atletico Madrid. Okay. Okay, I see that. Yeah. Right. But this is already the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Friday, Barcelona versus Bayern. And yeah. then Saturday, Manchester City versus Lyon. Exactly. Okay. And then there should be the second, right? The second leg. As of right now, I'm not seeing anything as, as a second leg. See, that's what I was telling you that's tripping me out. In I'm the round of 16, in the round of 16, I think they're doing knockout just because of the COVID thing. Right? But as far as last week with the round of 16... That was they were finishing up. Um, they were you, finishing. You guys up. who are more soccer fans than me, we are, should like straight up tell us like this is how they're doing it. Because yes, we're watching the Champions League, but we're so confused of the way. Yeah, it's the being format done. is going. Because I mean, everybody adjusted. Every league adjusted yeah, yeah. to what happened. So that's what's going on there. So I mean, that's the world of sports for you guys. Um, something that happened, I believe, it was today. Uh, Joe Biden selected his uh, running mate his for these for this 2020 election, and that sums it all. Yeah, <laughs> that scythe that for the most it. part. I mean, he chose someone that was basically, how do you say this? Was going at him during the Democratic. Uh, it's weird, bro, because when she when she was when she was running. Um, for the Democratic candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were going up against each other and debating, and he was saying really nasty things about her. And for him to select her, it's just really weird. I mean, that's it's, politics, though, It's bro. really weird, you that's know? That's just politics. But um, something I was talking to my brother about today, this when I was getting my hair cut, was I was like, that's politics for you. Because we also said how Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton were going at it. And then Hillary Clinton ended up becoming his, his Secretary of State. Um, I believe also John Kerry, which was the guy that he was... No, not John Kerry. Is it John Kerry? No, no, no. no. Mm. Not John My bad. No. But I think that guy was part of his cabinet in some capacity. I'm not sure. But I know that... Um, what's her name was? Hillary Clinton was her secretary of yeah. state. What, I'm, see, what I'm trying to say when, is that when, that's the when politics. When it comes to Kamala Harris, and, and I know some people will defend her because but she was part of California. Let me just end that point, though. Trump... Uh, yeah. 
that this one thing about him. He he killed out. He knocked out all the Republican candidates that he was up against, yeah. and then he chose someone that was not in that race at all, which was Mike Pence. Yeah, just trying to point out those differences. But it's just crazy how like I mean that's how politics works. My bad. Go yeah. ahead. When it comes to Kamala Harris, I know that some people will want to vote for Biden because of her. Because she's fitting the the profile of what? A minority woman and all that? Uh, Yeah, like, she's African-American. Let me correct you that. All right, correct me. Her parents are from East India. Uh, Her dad moved to Jamaica. Uh-huh. And became, you know, migrated there, you know, became Jamaican. But she, she's technically Indian, bro, East Indian. She's not even, like, African-American. Uh, that's 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 something I've learned today, and people can look it up for all you, you know. All right. Thank you for correcting I'm just me. saying. I accept it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. A lot so of she's people, a minority. A lot of people, she's Indian. A lot of people will say she's, uh, she's going to be the first uh, African woman. People will say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what... But in reality, you know, she's Indian, you know? I'm just, I just wanted to right. point so that out. So, she's the first Indian female. And like I Indian said... Indian descent. Yeah. She wasn't born there or nothing. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just, all right. Now, I'm losing my train of thought because I <laughs> wanted to say something. And I keep getting corrected all right, well, of all well, my mistakes. Well, let me pick uh, it up for you. No, 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 no. Like, I'm cool with you telling me because I need to know these things because then I'm going to sound like an idiot like, um, okay. out there, you know? Well, why you regain your train of thought? But here's what I'm trying to say. Okay, go all right. Here's what I'm trying to say. Okay, you got it. Is a lot of people will vote for him, right? Because he, he, he needs a reason for people to vote for Biden. Because a lot of people at the moment, I feel, right, from the people that I've talked to, a lot of people are not voting for presidents right now. What yeah. they're voting for is the is the cabinet, right? What cabinet is coming with that president? I mean, we don't vote for that, though. I know that. I know that we don't vote for that, but that's what people are looking at. Like, all right, who are they choosing at the moment? But, we're, but for example, let me just, uh, again, sorry what to correct team, you. But because what team? Because the only thing that they choose right now is their running mate as far as vice president. That's it. Yes. We, don't, we don't get to find out what the rest of the cabinet happened to, like, Later down the road, when we get to like November, December, and he's about to take office, take the oath. Yes, but there's already people in play that you can see that are part of his team, and that's what some people are looking at. Some people are looking at, all right, who is with him that you can see down the road is going to be with him. I, I mean, if you were to ask me right now, I cannot tell you who who's going to be his secretary of state, who's going to be his treasurer, all those things. Those things we really don't know until the line really comes down there. You know? No, and I and I, I totally agree with you. But that's what a lot some people some people are looking at is looking at is all right, who is coming with him at the moment that we're seeing around him. Because you can make guesses. Of course we're not gonna know for sure, but you can make certain guesses because you're looking at all right, what's coming with him, right? At the moment the major major one is the VP that we're seeing. That we're like, okay, we know Trump's VP. Yeah, and, and if, we know and if Biden's you don't, VP. if you don't win the the election, you're you, there's no point in having this person's gonna be my secretary because it doesn't go past that. You, that's really the only person in his cabinet that he's cho- that that's really choosing, or you can guess, or like, you know what I mean. But beyond that, nobody would have thought that Hillary Clinton was gonna be Barack Obama's secretary of state. Nobody would have thought that. Nobody would have thought that Joe Biden was gonna be his 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 running mate. You know what I mean? Um, again, with, with Trump, nobody thought that Mike Pence was going to be those. So I, in those aspects, it's like, 
it's really hard to really think about who who they're surrounding themselves with as far as our entire cabinet. VP, I agree with you. That's you have to have a VP to run. Yeah. Just period. So I mean, Kamala Harris was that. That's that was had been talked about for a while because um, besides that, I think there had there was another like representative here. From he could have chosen someone for. better. That's all I gotta say. He could have chosen someone Dude, better. Money. I, I, I've I've know too many. Well, I shouldn't say I know. I've read too many negative things about her. Yeah. That. I I don't see her in the greatest light. I mean, this is the. I'm sure there's someone that can probably tell me like, oh, this is the reason why you should see her in a better Bro, light. Bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. These these two people are cut from the same cloth. She was calling him out on his policies, racist, this, this, and that. Her policies and her things as attorney general was to incarcerate people who had marijuana possessions, and then like like two people said, also, la- laughed also, about it when she when they asked her about if she had ever done it. You know what I mean? And so she it's like, also withheld evidence for people that were innocent. Yeah, and then um, which is I can't get behind that. Uh, over overstayed people's um, sentences so that they could work for the state. You know what I mean? And, and all those things. Um, you know, she's she's not a she's not a. I don't see her as a good candidate or anything like that. I don't. And like you said, they're they they chose her because she's the. She is the how do you say it? The she fits she's the, the bill. female. She fits the bill to what society, especially when you're talking about California and Democrats and progressives. Yeah, yeah. it's it's what they want. It's what they're looking and for. I, and I'm, and a, I'm just want to make this just clear to everybody. I'm not against women in politics or anything oh, like no. that. I I have. It's dude, just the track I record s- of this woman is not hot. Yeah. No, neither is Joe Biden's dude. No. Like. He made the crime act. He made these things that were made it really tough on our minorities. Why, that's why I'm incarcerated. These that's people. why I say, like, is this the best the Democratic Party can offer? Yeah, you um, know, like, and actually, no. Like, but I'm like, yeah. I, I wish there was someone else in the Democratic Party. I mean, Tulsi like Gabbard is is uh, I would have know. to say is the person that if they were gonna come up with a candidate, VP or president, I would have gone with her. I just would have gone with her. Yeah, you know, what I mean. Um, for many reasons, you know, what I mean, just her background as far as she was in military. I know she was a she was like a she was in in like the medical field in military, but that's still you know she served in there in yeah. there, so that's a bigger thing. And then just the way she carries herself, the way she talks, the way she called out Kamala Harris in in these um in these Democrat debates, uh, I really like that. You know, what I mean, and you want to see that in the way that she carries herself and all those things like that I'm mentioning. Um, but yeah, the, the Democrats—they're they're an establishment man, and they're they're pushing an agenda forward. And especially after losing to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. they're like they're really they're really upset that yeah. they lost Donald Trump. So they don't want to lose again, you know. Yeah, but and like, see, I, I want to vote for the Democratic Party. I want to. I want to be like, I mean, vote. But they're putting me stuff that I'm like. I don't. I can't get behind these. Ah, they're putting you in a difficult position. <laughs> like, should I just go vote just for the party? You know, just be like, oh, like I don't. And I was talking about this with my brother again too. Mm-hmm. Man, the electoral college, brother. The electoral college at the end of the day is is what takes all of our votes and decides. Hmm, the state devi- voted red, but we're gonna do blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. Because at the end of the day, that's really what gains the 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 candidate, and that's win. why f- for me, it's local government is more important. You know, yeah. And I, like but at the same time, I think that um, um, we as yes, we are a blue state in that sense. Oh, definitely. But um, I I, I think 
can't can't our our votes influence the electoral college to go the other way? Can't we, if we were to all, let's say, vote Republican and we were all to go that way, mm-hmm. would the electoral college see that and just be like, okay, we have the popular vote in California is for Republican and it's not for Biden, you yeah. know? It would change. It would change the color. Of the state. I, I, I would mean, hope so. I would hope so. That's that's what has happened to. Um, but at the same time, how many? That's what happened to Nevada. Nevada used to be a red state, and when it got too expensive to live here in California, there was a lot of people that migrated to Nevada and Arizona and influenced the politics in that re in in, in that region. Yeah, in, in Nevada and. Automat- you know, now it's it's a blue state. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you are seeing that. You are seeing that, like, where if um, people who believe in that the, that party and go to a different state that don't have those those political views, it does influence it. And, and then I question the same time when we've seen, I want to say, a, count, a number of elections now where the popular vote goes one way and then the electoral college vote is is ultimately what decides. Yeah. For example with um with uh what's her name? Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Hillary had won a lot of the big states that had a lot of electoral votes, but uh Donald Trump won all the small states. Yeah. And that at the end of the day added well, up some he more. He campaigned more aggressively than her in those states specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time all those states like that 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 um he won bill clinton and and the democratic um politics screwed over a lot of those a lot of those places like detroit yeah detroit michigan they took a hard hit because of uh, bill clinton's politics ford was able to take their plants and go to mexico yeah you know what i mean and the and north american free trade Trump act, brought it back yes and mm-hmm. the north american free trade act in some aspects of it you got to realize that it was hurting american American manufacturing and all those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because and now look how we're suffering now because we don't manufacture here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We, what we I mean. still got to import a lot of the things that yeah. we need and, during and, this pandemic. And that was a big thing that like companies said, well, it's going to be cheaper to to go to Mexico and get labor there, and we can still bring things in here with no tax. Mm-hmm. Of course, let's go to Mexico. Of course, let's go. Maybe Canada's cheaper. So in that aspect of things, like they they remembered that. So there was no way that they were going to give Hillary Clinton the vote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of what their history was with the Democratic Party. So um, that's why I say, like, in certain aspects, the it looks like the Democratic people are helping us. It looks like they are. Yeah. But Democrats are almost like socialists. That's why Bernie Sanders goes with the Democratic Party. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is they'll take from one group of people to give to the others. Yeah. And, and... Whenever Bernie Sanders and they when he says free college and all that stuff, it's like, dude, the first thing I taught I was learned I was taught in economics is that there's nothing free. There's no free no. lunch, is what they say. No, you know what I mean. That, so that that's mo- that's even in regular life, you learn that nothing's ever free. You no, gotta you gotta get up. it from somewhere. But people yeah. being in college and being young and dumb, they're like, which I was one of those people. I'm like, yeah, free college, you mm-hmm. know, without even realizing that I was already pretty much getting free uh, community college. I wasn't paying for registration. All I was paying for was my books and my parking pass. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now I'm at CSUN, which I am paying full tuition for, and I do feel it, but at the same time, it's like, thank God my parents are able to help me out with that, with tuition and stuff like that. 
But if I wasn't in it, I think my my mentality would be like, yeah, free t- free tuition and all that stuff. But it's like, where is that money coming from? You know what I mean? Mm. And it, and at school is where I learned that you know, there's no such thing as a, as a, as anything free or free lunch or anything like yeah. that. As much as the politicians make it want to seem like that, it's yeah. just like they're gonna tax somebody, and it's coming out of somewhere. Yeah. And in many cases, Bernie Sanders wanted to tax homeowners and tax people who who own property and stuff and he, like and that. That's, that's, and that was the, right, that's now you're hitting the point, right? Most people, when they this is most people know politics in this way. Like the most people that I know know politics in this way. If a Democratic president is coming in, taxes are going up. Yeah. If a Republican president is coming in, taxes are going down. Yeah. That's how everybody knows politics, you know, in a general sense, right? And now you're hitting the point where it's like, well, who did he want to tax? He wanted to tax homeowners, business owners. You know, when he and then when he talks about the one percent, right? Mm-hmm. That he would talk about a lot. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you want to tax all those people. All right. And then how are you gonna distribute that? How are you gonna be like And those are things yeah. he actually never really laid out, never mm-hmm. never never really talked about. And it sucks that these debates are for that, but yet they're all they're doing is, you know, talking crap to each other. It's like UFC but with words. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, it's going to be interesting what happens with this whole election stuff, bro. I think, and I, I've been telling people, that I think this whole COVID thing is going to kind of boil over and, and simmer down after the election. But again, then again, who's, who knows, you know? Um, but, yeah, dude. Um, no, something that, right. and another, another... I have an, conflicting emotions still about it. Me too, so. And another, let's, 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 let's go to another spectrum. Let's get out of this let's, let's Let's cross the pond and go to the UK. In the Dude. UK, first of all, let me just go here all before right. we go that way. Okay. The UK, um, they're having social distance concerts. Ah, yes. Where they set up like little, like, I did see like little booths, cubicles, cubicles with like three, four seats in them. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and it's huh. kind of like a drive-in. It's an outdoors. Huh. I yeah. did see that. And it's like you still get the effect of it. You're just not all bunched up in like in a mosh pit type of thing. Well, technically, you're still you're still sitting with three people. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, who are these three people that you're sitting with? Are they people that you went with? Or are are these just strangers that are sitting next to you? Yeah. Right? Like, how does that work? You know, because I get it. If like if it's like a group of three people, and they're your friends, you know, you yeah. go, you go with two friends, and you're gonna sit there, and you trust your friends, you know, like that. If they felt like that, okay, you know, they're not gonna go or whatever, right? But if it's like you're gonna sit with strangers, it makes There's it no a point. little more panicky because yeah. you're like, have they taken care of themselves? Do they have anything? <laughs> So I I don't know how they're going about that. Yeah. Um, at the same time, what if what if there's all these people that are three together, they're together or not? What if they're all wearing masks and stuff like that? It's accepted, right? For the most part, right? I mean, see, that's the thing is that we would have to know like what are the things that they're doing. The like, restrictions are they in the UK and all are that. They, are they scanning people before they get in? You temperature know, to, to checks do temperature and all that stuff. checks. Are they doing like, what the Denver Broncos are doing, putting them through a sanitation walkthrough? Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's like what are they taking as a precaution measure? Like I'm sure they're all gonna have to wear their mask. Yeah. But like I said, it's just it's just a little scarier for someone yeah. to sit next to a stranger. I just think that it's gonna it's. Those those type of things are setting the standard as to like kind of what we were talking earlier with like the whole Dave Chappelle and all that stuff. He was kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. If you notice, there was two chairs together and two chairs somewhere else, two chairs somewhere else. Yeah, but like chairs. if you look at that though, the, most of those people were either couples or like friends. But I don't I'm think pretty there was sure there was there was someone that had that came by himself. There was there had to have been someone. 
that came. You know what I mean? And so, like I said, but I then again, if you think of what Dave Chappelle is doing, first of all, if you want to go there, Dave Chappelle is providing tests to those people before they enter. So he's taking all the precautions so that whoever enters is COVID free. Well, I don't have all the details as far as what's going on. In that's UK. that's what I'm saying. So what so. if they're requiring that? Like, like uh, that's you what need, I'm asking. Like, well, we gotta we, figure out. Like, we need what are a the valid negative COVID test to purchase a ticket. You know, maybe who the hell knows, bro? Maybe. And I just think that logistically speaking, that's why they're like, it's a nightmare to do any of these things. But if you try it, maybe you'll get it too. You know? Yeah. But that's when phony negative COVID nineteen tests come up. You know what I mean? Falsified yeah. documents. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just yeah, there's pass. there's things for everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, all right. So the UK is it the same as Great Britain? Yes. Okay. Yes. Tell me what's going on, in Great Britain, UK. <laughs> besides social distance concerts, United Kingdom. Um. Well, today, what we, what we discovered today was that they're in a recession, British, which is scary. It's scary because they're so their own version of Wall Street that's over there in London. Yeah. That trades a lot of commodity for the world in billions. Yeah. Right? It's bigger than the one that here it's, it's here in New York. Oh, really? So when you think of that and now they're saying, hey, there's a recession going on in our country, and especially because they separated from the EU, right? This country's being hit. This is going to affect that economy being hit like that in a recession where their suicide rate is really high, their employment rate is really, unemployment rate is really high at the moment, um, and just knowing it's a recession already yeah. in their country, yeah, that's going to affect a lot of other economies. You no know, doubt. Because especially, all the countries that are allied to it, or that barter or trade with them, that affects them as well. Yeah, especially among... Um Europe, that's going to be a big thing there. And it's going to slowly trickle down. I mean, and I've heard people say this too, we're not going to see the real effects economically of this uh, whole COVID thing until a year from now. You know, I, I'm starting to see like Dr. Pepper saying there's there's soda so- shortages now. Yeah. You know, more and more, there's coin shortages right now. There, there's more and more companies well, saying, they, Lysol said it's going to take them a couple of years for them to recover from this as well. Yeah. So it, there's a I, I feel like we're, Barely starting to see like the effects of this stuff. Yeah, because it's only been a couple months. Yeah, you it's know. only been a couple months, so we haven't seen the full scale of it. So the it's ones that saw the full scale of it, or have seen the dra- very drastic, are the people that are in third world countries. People that are in third world countries have felt it because they don't have the tourism that usually travels through there. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like most of those third world countries survive off tourism. You know, so it's like once you take that tourism away from them, they yeah, f- they have felt it. They, yeah, they know, like, dude, no, like, th- there's a lot going on. I mean, for example, for me as a musician, engineer, and all that stuff, something that happens every year at the beginning of the year is NAM, um, and that got canceled. This is usually in Anaheim, and it usually brings over fifty thousand people to to Anaheim, Orange County area. Canceled, gone. You know what I mean, and. Yeah, like Comic Con was canceled. Every bro. all those things, you yeah. know. So it's incredible in the fact that, like, like I said, we're not gonna see the the effects of this until like a year from now. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and then the thing is, a lot of things are pushing back to twenty twenty one, but that's even uncertain. Yeah, that's even uncertain. The crazy thing though is that the Chinese economy, yeah, and a 
other Asian countries' economies are actually booming right now. Hmm. Why is that? Well, all right, let me say some stuff that some my some people might get upset about. Um, and I know this because, uh, you know, um, I have coworkers that are Taiwanese. And they were telling me that they the, the people in Taiwan knew about COVID back in October. Wow. That's way, that's, that's at least three months before we knew about it. Yeah. Three, four months yeah. before we knew about it. So they were telling me that they were, they were hearing um, a lot of chatter coming out of China. Yeah. Um, and then I, they've also shown me the footage um, of, of basically China building these hospitals. Yeah. You know, to like bring it down, the, the amount and the level of people that were being infected. Uh, so they're like, they, they prepared beforehand when they started hearing the chatter. Um, so Taiwan's an island, you know, close to China. When they heard the chatter of what was going on in China, they started preparing like that air, you know, the reason that, that I, I know that as well is because, you know, China airlines, which is an airline that, um, I work closely with. Yeah. And they were able to transform their aircrafts from commercial flying to cargo uh, because they knew this was coming. Wow. So as an airline, they've survived because they prepared. Wow. Compared to other airlines. And that's just information. That's having information, bro. You know, having information just let, lets you prepare differently. Definitely. You know, so... Now that a lot of airlines, like if you look at Avianca, I always talk about social Darwinism and people Latam, are like, "Damn, like those those bankrupt." People look at me like I'm crazy when I mention social Darwinism, yeah. and it's like the people with a lack of knowledge will perish. It's yeah. biblical, bro. Yeah, and it's like I really think it's true because it's like the less you know, the less of a chance you have even to survive. Yeah, you know what I mean. The more you know. And you have a bigger chance to survive. Street smarts, book smart, whatever you want to tell me, yeah. you have a better chance to survive, and you have a greater, greater amount of knowledge. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can see why that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like I said, them having the advantage of knowing that for three, four months in advance, it changes the ball game for them. And their, like I said, their economy is still good. Compared to us. Yeah, but that's it. because they were, like I said, they were able to, you know, because they ha- they share the same language, they were able to hear the chatter on time, know what was going on on time, and then, all right, Prepared let's prepare and for and it. And they capitalized. Exactly. And it's like, all right, who is transporting? Because a lot of people think when they hear China Airlines, they think it's from China. China Airlines is not from China. It's from Taiwan. So who who do you think is the one transporting masks and who do you think is transporting all these goods China Airlines exactly because wow. they tra- they transform their fleet to cargo so that's all they've been doing for all these countries cargo 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 and it's just, that's a crazy thing when you think about no, it no for bro. sure i mean they 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 saw that that knee was going to be there exactly wow that's crazy yeah dude. they started transforming their fleet early bro that's incredible yeah <laughs> Yeah, man. Those Taiwanese, man. Yeah. And it's like, you know, their economies are booming. And then you go like, man, that's crazy. Like, their economies are booming. And all these other economies are starting to go down, you know. And ours is doing okay, but it's not the greatest. You know, it's okay, but it's not. And it it also, 
it's man, it's really crazy because like we're talking about, there's certain states here that are a little more lenient than others, so yeah. they're like allowing things to. to and go that's back. what's keeping certain things afloat. Yeah, is the states that are like screw it, will will keep it going. You know, <laughs> tell me why the states that are up and running are the red states, and yeah. the blue states are the ones that are shut down. Yeah. It's because they politicized all this. Yeah. That's why that's, I feel like once it's once these elections are over, I feel like like see this is what this is what pisses me off is the fact that when they looked at COVID, it, it's been politicized. It's not no for sure. It's not about look, you guys. Like I'm sure if you if we could be able to have a discourse and say, look, man, we have this virus. We need to do some containment. Um, here are the ways to do it. We all got to do it. And, you know, if we knock this out, we could be back to, you know, a semi-normal status, right? Because normal is not going to be there anymore. Yeah. So, and, and if the two parties, whatever your political views, you could put those aside and agree and take the precautions and take the proper measures, dude, we could have beat this a long time ago. Yeah. But the problem has become that, you know, wearing a mask is a political statement. If you wear your mask, you're a sheep. You you're part of the Democratic Party for wearing a mask, right? If you don't wear a mask, oh, you're part of the Republican Party, a you conservative, right? You don't you don't believe in sheep mentality. So it, it, every little move you do now, it has become a political statement. Scrutinizing, yeah. So all these things factor into people not wanting to follow the rules. So yeah, of course it's going to spread more. Of course. Things are going to happen, right? And then all this different type of information, right? Where instead of stating facts, a lot of um, media is just breeding fear, right? Those statistics. Yeah, st- statistics that it, people don't really comprehend. They, they're they just thrown at them, right? Like I I, I talked to uh, one of my coworkers. I remember during lunchtime, they like to put um, like the news and whatnot. And they were throwing the numbers, these many dead, you know, and yeah. they're like, oh, my God, that many dead people here in California. And I'm like, all right, first of all, think about it. I was like, that's a very small amount. I was like, it's a sad thing. It's a very sad thing that those people passed away. Yeah. I was like, I don't wish that on anybody. I was like, but when you look at it, I was like, it's a very small number. Compared to the rest of the state. Yeah. This is I was like, just like I was like, think people. about think about. Uh, just LA County. LA County is what, like ten million people, right? And that's not counting the people that don't register in the census. Yeah, that's counting the people who have registered in the census. So then you got to add a few more million to that, possibly, because they don't register in the census. Yeah, I was like, so then if you have to increase the population. To LA County, there's a lot of more areas in California where you have to increase the population as well. So then when you if we had the true number of the population in California and then compared it to the people that have passed away, it's a very small number. Yeah, it is. You know? So and, and that's and the, and the thing is that if they were to tell us like, okay, this is how we do it, this is how we get rid of it, this is you know, but don't make it a political statement. And that's the problem. Yeah. The country is too divided with political statements and they don't know how to have a conversation with each other to be like, let's put our political views aside and, you know, let's actually get it to a solution. Bipartisanship. You know? Yes, I know what you mean. 
Yeah, man, that's the current world that we live in. Yes. Literally, the current world. <laughs> it's uh, these man. politics, and then yeah, like anything gets politicized nowadays. Like literally anything. But um, I mean, what are you gonna do about it, bro? Like, I feel like the best the best thing you can do is inform yourself. The best thing you can do is um. But see, that's the hard part. That's the hard part, right? And I'm saying this for the sake of conversation. It's the hard part. Because where do you get your information from, right? I think you look at every side of it. You look at both sides of the spectrum. And then you use your own discernment sometimes. Because, like, yeah, you go to CNN, you say one thing. You go to Fox News, you go to another thing. But, I mean, that's why I've also have... I have kind of stirred away from those things. And I I listen to independent media. and, And those things can be simple as... Listening to people like Joe Rogan, you know what I mean? Because he has guests on there that are experts in the industries they are, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't like. But to see, I need I need my opposite Joe Rogan, right? I need I need my other point of view Joe Rogan, right? Or someone who opposes whoever that specialist is. But that's why I mean, that's why, like I said, you got to look at both sides of it. But and see, you, that's and the hard you, part because you, you know, like, yes, I get what you're trying to say is yeah. that. And that's something you learn when you study is that you got to always look at more more sites. The more information you have, yeah. the more you can kind of come to a conclusion yourself. Exactly. Um, but like it, like I said, it's like you don't know if the sources you're looking at are reliable. Like for all we know, and, and Joe Rogan says this a lot, where he says, I'm dumb. People shouldn't come to me to listen, right? Why do people people go to Joe Rogan? Because he's just not like he he's a normal guy. Yes, he's. In the status of a celebrity, but he's a pretty normal dude. No when, doubt. Like when the way he talks, the way he, like you, he he seems more like a buddy, like a friend. Yeah, and that I, you're talking I, I would to. say that I learned more from the people he has on than him. I would, and I, and you I, know, and, and I he agree. and he says that like, don't come to me for information. Like, look at other people like that can give you the information. But the thing is, too, a lot of people are gonna take his word for it and whatever he says and whatever he states. Right. And say, that's it. You know, that's that's the correct thing or that's the way it should go about it. You know, so (sighs) that's the thing where I'm like, it's hard. It's hard to select and say, like, this is the information or that's the information. So it's as human beings, we're very complex. No doubt. So our information is even going to be complex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very, very, very. I can see what you mean. Yeah. But, um. We're going to end with this uh, little story just because we we want to add this in. Um, there was a pastor. Oh, yes. <laughs> forgot, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> right? There was a pastor whose clip, I, I don't know if I should say went viral, but it, it, uh, it kind of went, went viral. viral. It, it went viral. Went viral. Um, some people know him. Some people don't. His name is uh, John MacArthur. Um, he's a pretty famous preacher and he's he's here in the valley where where we are where we're at yeah and he called his service if i'm not mistaken a peaceful protest yeah right he was like let's commence our peaceful protest so s- technically churches are not supposed to be having meetings or yeah, services gatherings. or gatherings of people um, especially inside outside it, you can get away with it but inside, it's, yeah. Very, and he very gathered his people inside of his church. As of normal. As a normal Sunday service and started by saying, let's have this peaceful protest. Oh, man, it's just very conflicting. It's very conflicting, it's but at the same time, I, 
I would have to say that in some aspects, I, I really respect the, the pastor for doing these things because it's just like, uh, at some point, dude, I feel like our civil liberties are just being like tossed out the window, man. But see, and you even told me this with the whole whenever you wear a mask, you get dehumanized and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. get to, so all those things, bro. Whenever we we like wrap them up into, we put it into a box and we give it to somebody. I th- that's the conclusion I come up with. Like, mm. yeah, I understand that there's a pandemic going on and all that stuff. But it's like in a in a reasonable world, if people can can gather up, you know, and be responsible he, about it, why can't you? Do here's that? my my thing again. You brought a valid point when you said this. You can get away with it in an outdoor. Yes. First of all, I've I've seen the campus to his church, bro. They could do it, right? They have huge parking lots, bro. <laughs> he has he they have about two or three parking lots, bro. Right. He could set up something outside. Yeah. If he really wanted to gather. Yeah, and and I and I and, agree. That, and that's where I disagree with him. Because and I agree because there's churches that have gotten gotten creative with it. They've done drive through services, yeah. drive in services. You know, they've been creative with it as far as they can. And be. it's like. Why would you put your people at risk? Like I understand. Here's here's my my thing with it. Right, one thing is a personal view, a different thing is involving everybody in your personal view, and that's a scary thing, right? Because I get it. If he as as his personal view says, "Oh, this is all a hoax," right? If that pastor believes, and, and this is just me assuming, this is not me saying that he believes that. Um. But by his actions, I'm assuming this, where he might think, hey, this is a hoax, right? Well, based, on so, the, based on the quote he gave was, he said that the church is ran by Jesus and not by Caesar, which Caesar is referring to the government. Yeah, referring to the government. And see, so and I, and, I, I wouldn't, I, could, you, could you argue that that's not a personal view, more a, a religious view that he's pushing on to But see, even within, his church members? within even within a Christian context, right? If we want to get really biblical, I'm not going to give the verses, but there's there's a letter and in, in t- there's a passage in Timothy. Um, no, 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 I'm mistaken. It's not Timothy. It, Peter, in a passage in Peter, um, where Peter is talking to, to the church and he is saying that you should respect your political leaders. And, yes. and, and that you should obey what they state. So even if you want to argue like, oh, you know, Jesus trumps all this, right? Jesus is not like, hey, you know, disobey your political leaders, you know? So, and I know it is something that you can argue back and forth because there's different examples within scripture. There's different examples, you know, um, when you look at the, the life of Jesus and the things that he did, and there's back and forth when you can go, well, he did this, though, but he did it with religious leaders. Yeah, uh, the only like thing the that thing, I... Like, the, the things only... where he disobeys, he did it with religious leaders. He, you never see Jesus do it against a political leader. Does that make sense? Yeah, for the most part. So, like, because the stuff he does is against the Pharisees. Pharisees are not political political leaders those are religious leaders yeah for me like the only thing i would bring up biblically is just when the when the when the bible talks about political corrupt political leaders corrupt political governments and stuff like that and i'm obviously if i'm if i'm gonna say here and say that government isn't corrupt i'm being ignorant because 
there's corruption in all levels of well, government. Well, there's corruption in, in, in every level of anywhere because yeah. it's human nature, man. Yeah. So with that being said, with that with that exact thing that you just said, it's just like I don't know. It's like you said, it's a very conflicting thing. Oh, it's very conflicting because definitely. it's like you take it in that aspect. It's like you know, we look at Gavin Newsom. He was closing down churches, but his winery was still open. Yeah. You know, he was letting bars operate and stuff while he was... But see... You know, the, and different... You know I mean, so it's but just like... But, like, see, it, for me... All right, first of all, that church rep... I'm going to just get a little... That church has a lot of revenue. That too. All right? They do a lot of revenue. They they have YouTube videos. They have... He's a professor at a college, by the way. Um, at Master's College. He's a professor there. Um, and he's really, really well known within the Christian world. He's a really famous guy. He even has a Bible with his name in it. Like he's, he's very well known in the Spanish world and in the English world. Yeah. Dude, can't you provide like COVID tests for your members? (laughs) That's my argument right now. I'm just thinking that right now because I'm like, all right, if you want to do this, if you want to do this, where you want to have your people congregate. Because my thing is this, how how would it suck if these people that gather, right, because they're all, oh, all for the name of Jesus, and then they get COVID. And I think in certain Which sta- I don't wish that. I hope that no, doesn't happen. But in certain states, but, I believe that's happened. Some kind of gathering happens, and that happens. And, you know, and that's where I would go, I, what are you going to tell that church member? Oh, now you die for Jesus? Like you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's a very sad thing. Like, like, and that's what I meant. Where it's like, you have your your own point of view, right? But it's scary when you push that point of view onto others, yeah. right? Because I get it that he might think, oh, this is all a hoax, and uh, we need to believe in our higher power, right? I get it totally. But that doesn't mean that you put other people at risk. Mm-hmm. You know. And like I said, like I hope. But with I'm that, with that same, with that same thought, uh, all these people that we're assuming we're talking about are very, very not even have to assume. These church members are adults, right? So they also, because if we're talking about the Christian religion, yes, everything yes, like they that, are adults. Let me tell me this, or yeah. uh, like God created this, created us with the choice, right? Yeah. If that pastor decides to have gatherings and and ignore the what the government is saying. Don't us as 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 um, humans as and all that as Christians don't we have a, a choice to say I'm gonna follow I'm gonna follow this pastor and what he's saying or no I'm gonna follow what the Bible says and I'm gonna listen to the government because I don't want it to um you know what I mean so it's like there's a lot of sides to this thing and you know what I mean and and there I is. and I think that um, but here here's my other thing mm-hmm. to push to push back against that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is this goes to you know organized religion is that when you're talking about a pastor and depending on, on where you go and where you attend right but you know most pastors are looked at as like the figure that God uses to speak to you right yeah and if that pastor is that figure for you as a personal person right you might not want to go there. But if your pastor is telling you we're having service, right, and you and you you see this person as the person God anointed to speak to your life, then you're gonna want to go because you believe in a higher power, right? If if that person believes in a higher power, they're gonna be like, oh, 
God is speaking through them, I have to go to their service even though I don't feel like it. Yeah. And that's the scary thing. Because that's that's part of religion, bro. Like, that's part of religion where it's like the, the pastor holds a lot of power over that individual. Now, there's other individuals who don't think that way, you know, where they're like, yes, he's my pastor, but I also know that I have the right to say no, you know, yeah. if, if I'm not comfortable with whatever he's asking. But the majority of people are not willing to say no to a pastor. Does that make sense? Totally. So that's right. I can totally I, know what you mean. And, th- and that's, and then, and then it's like, all right, if, if we know that the majority of people aren't willing to say no to a pastor, I'm sure there's a lot of people that went because they were like, oh, this is for God, right? Or, you know, the, pa- the pastor is speaking on behalf of God, you know? So that's another thing, man. No, nah, and I, that, that definitely, I see that point of view too. Definitely. So, yeah, man, it's interesting um, what we're living through and stuff. But I, I, what I will say and what I will definitely agree with is that churches need to get creative as far as congregating again. And if it's and if you can't do it in, inside and, and, you know, you have a parking lot to at least congregate with some people, you know, make the moves to do that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a part of a, of a, a couple, not a part of the churches, but I've been helping a couple churches with sound that they needed that to be done, you know? So, like, I, I would have to say that at this, this time, at this point in time, people also do need this hope. Um, you know, they do need this um, positivity, if you will, rather than just all this negativity that they hear in the world. So, um, being able to go somewhere to, to, like, you know, like, worship and, God and, that and all goes those things. Back to, that goes back to my point of saying, if, if you're a religious person that believes in and that type of belief, obviously, this is going to bring you some joy, obviously, because yeah. um, religion has its place for the people that need religion, yeah. right? So, in in that sense, yeah, it's it's going to bring, like, joy, happiness to that person that needs it. So, I, I, I understand, like, that's why I said, if you need that, like, and that, that church is doing live, uh, like, video through YouTube or whatever... Um, either lives, live services through YouTube or uh, uploading their services, you know, or doing the drive throughs as you're saying, like, that's cool, man. Yeah. Or like, just, that's, that's cool for me. Exactly. Or my, do services my, my, outside, you my know. My concern um, with it when it comes to what this guy did is putting people at risk. Yeah, Unnecessary risk. I agree. For me. I know. Like, mean. because I'm like, and that's why I brought up the point of saying, like, you guys are financially stable. Why didn't, like, did you guys provide? Because I don't know if they did or did not. But I'm like, did you guys provide tests for the people? You know, like, test them and make sure, like, all right, these people are COVID-free, you know? Yeah. Um, That would make more more sense to me, you know, if, if they did something like that. So that people, you know, could feel more safe of being next to someone that they might or might not know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I guess. But on that note, we're going to go ahead and end this one today. And it's been a very, uh, it's been a good one. We went <laughs> a lot of different ways and whatnot. We had something else planned, but that didn't go as planned. But that's all right. You know, doesn't matter, man. we're all about consistency and keeping the ball rolling, this momentum. You know what I mean? But yes, uh, we still have other things planned out. You guys. And I hope that they come through. But, you know. Comment, talk. You know, if you guys want to 
give us a message, tell us something. Yeah. You know, tell us or, how we've been or, doing. Or even like rebuttal or maybe we said something that you might feel like, oh, we probably need to know a little bit more on this. Like say something, you know, we yeah. want to hear from you. Give guys us the more. feedback. Yeah. We're on we're on IG at the current pod um, and you can go there and comment on it. You can send us a DM, tell us, you know, hey, you did great in this podcast. Or you know what, Mauricio, you talk about the UFC too much. You need to shut the hell up. You know what I mean? <laughs> just go ahead and do it, bro. I, I, I want interaction with our with our audience. So just want to thank you guys for listening to us uh, week in, week out. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of things coming. Um, the studio's coming along. Oh, yeah, we're, we're building this slowly but surely. You know, yeah, it's coming along really great. And, yeah, if you guys, if there's anybody here listening and they feel like they could contribute to the podcast and you want to be a guest, slide in the DM, dude. Yeah. And let me know what, what, what. Or lady. Or lady. Dude or do that. Whatever you think you could contribute to the podcast. Talk about the, what's been currently going on. Whatever. Come and yeah, talk to us. We're here for conversation. Definitely. That's what our podcast is about. Just having conversations between two friends. Exactly. But with that, like I said, thank you guys very much. Until next week.